right, my friends, I'm by myself today, uh, riding solo. Brad is not on this episode, um, and I'm really, really excited to share why in just a minute. Um, so this week, we talked to Lisa Teen from Mommy Labor Nurse, the founder of Mommy Labor Nurse. Um, and one of the things that she talked about was um, kind of going from solopreneur or uh, you know single run business to making your first hire and kind of scaling up your team. So the reason I'm by myself today is because I want to talk about that. So I want to talk about specifically how our agency, how Kyler Creative has scaled up from me being a, a solopreneur or a freelancer into um, making my first hire. And now we have four full-time employees and a number of contractors that we um, that we use. So I'm just going to walk through that process, what that looked like, give some examples, and then I'm going to hopefully give some practical tips for um, how to scale your business. Maybe you're in the same spot. Maybe your revenue is doing pretty well, but you're working a lot. Uh, you're doing things that just are not really in that um, zone that you love to do. And so if that's the case, this episode is absolutely 100% for you. I'm going to try to keep it as practical and as quick as I possibly can. So let's go ahead and jump in. Let's talk about making your first hire going from a team of one to a team of two. Um, and let's let's do it. Uh, so the first thing that you need to understand is the roles of your business. Okay, so you can't hire if you don't understand kind of all of the operations or all of the things that you are, uh, all the things that you're doing. So the first thing that I always recommend, the thing that I did was I mapped out every single task, every single job, every single role that I was fulfilling uh, before I even thought about hiring someone. So that was like for our agency, right? We're doing digital marketing and stuff like that. Uh, it was invoicing clients. It was building websites, sending emails, customer service, um, managing our books, um, creating systems and processes, designing things, right? I literally like just made a list that was probably, you know, 50 to 75 tasks long and I had an idea of, okay, what are all of the tasks in our business? After that, I started to kind of bundle them into uh, what might be traditional like jobs or roles, right? So things like uh, keeping projects on track, um, setting timelines, organizing our project management software, all that stuff would be like project management or, you know, content creation, like writing blogs, posting on social media, editing and recording this podcast, stuff like that would fall under more um, creative or designer, right? So I would recommend that you spend some time and just map out all of the roles and tasks that likely you are doing by yourself. Uh, and, you know, they, they make up 95% of your business. After that, after you've uh, listed them out, after you've bundled them together, what I want you to do is I want you to think about how can I delegate this before I hire? And there's a few ways that you can delegate. And you're probably hearing this saying like, well, I don't have anyone to delegate to. I'll get there. Don't worry about it, right? We're going to cover it in just a second. But I want you to think about how can I get this off my plate without hiring an employee? The more tasks you have off your plate before you hire an employee, the better you will be prepared for having that employee. So many people go from point A to point B. They say, oh, I'm overwhelmed. I need to hire someone. But they have no idea, one, what roles that person's going to fulfill. And then two, their list of stuff just gets longer and longer because they have no clarity, nothing's been delegated. And then on top of that, it's incredibly expensive to hire a new employee. So you're going to be much better suited going into that employee relationship if you have clarity around um, what roles you're delegating out, 
you know, what those processes are, automating some stuff. So let's just talk through first and foremost, um, delegating before you hire. So there's a few different ways that you can delegate, a few different areas that you can delegate to. Um, the first one is that you can delegate to a software, right? Think about some of the tasks on that list that you're currently doing. Can you set that to an automation software? There's tools like Zapier or Integromat or other types of automated software that you can simply delegate the task to. So for instance, for us, whenever a new client signs with us, there's about 10 or 11 different tasks that have to happen. So they have to, you know, they sign the contract, we have to create a new folder, we have to create a new channel in Slack, we have to create, you know, this, I have to send out an email, I have to get a call scheduled, all of these different things have to happen. Well, I was doing that for every single client. What I realized is that I could actually delegate that work to a software. I didn't have to do that and I didn't need another human to do it. So then what I used is Zapier. I set up all the different tasks. It took me a few hours the very first time. And now every single time a client signs with us, all 10 or 11 of those things happen. And I have a draft email sitting in my inbox ready to send. That's an example of delegating to a software. Maybe you can delegate some of the content creation in your business to a software. Maybe you can delegate the scheduling to a software. Um, you know, whatever those things are, there's a lot of softwares out there that will allow you to automate and delegate some or all or most of your workflow. The second place that you might want to consider delegating is to the trash can. Maybe there are some things in your business that aren't driving your business forward and you've been doing them for the last year or two that aren't actually helping you uh, move the business forward. In that case, we're going to delegate that task to the trash can. It's, go it's time to retire it. It's time to get it out of your workflow. It's time to get it out of your business. If it's not helping you, it's not moving the business forward. It's not something you enjoy doing, right? Then it's time to delegate that task away from your list and into the trash can. The next thing that you might delegate is to a process or to a, um, a system, right? So we mentioned like a software. This is slightly different from that. So think about, um, let's use, we'll use this thing that we do called canned communication, for instance, right? So whenever uh, we're working with clients, there's a lot of different instances where we send the exact same email to multiple clients throughout the duration of the project, right? We tell them, hey, here's your website draft, here's your email marketing is ready to go, here's your launch plan, here's, you know, let's get started. Like all of those different types of things are pretty much the exact same email um, that we would send at any given point. So what I've done and what our team has done is we've written out every single email, every single thing that we might send more than once, and we've delegated the creation of that to a software, or sorry, to a system or to a process. When I first started, when I was by myself, I was trying to find as many ways as possible to save myself some time, right? So rather than typing out an email that takes me 30 minutes, I typed it out, I saved it. We use Notion to save it, but you can really put it in any Word editor or Word document system. And then I would copy it and I would paste it. Gmail, Google Mail has a really um, great tool for that, for templated emails. You can also use the keyboard shortcuts if you have a Mac where you just type in a short little phrase and it will populate the entire rest of the email. What are the things that you could do there? What are the things that you could delegate to a process or a system before you actually make your first hire? The next kind of step up from that is could you outsource to a VA or a virtual assistant or someone who is maybe 
a, um, a more affordable option than hiring a full-time employee. Maybe there's a list of items that you don't really want to take care of, but they can't be automated. They can't be thrown out. They can't be added to a software or a system. And so you need to hand that off to a person. Well, rather than hiring a full-time employee, maybe you go through a software or a service uh, like Belay, B-E-L-A-Y, that would allow you to hire and work with a virtual assistant from anywhere in the world who has a great skill set, um, who can help you get some things off your plate without needing to fully, truly scale up. Again, you can't really hire a VA if you don't know which tasks you want them to perform. So you're going to want to make sure that you still write down everything prior to making your first hire. Um, now at this point, you've, you've done a lot of delegating, you've gotten a lot of stuff off of your plate, hopefully. And if that still doesn't solve your problem, if you're still feeling really swamped, now it might be time to consider making a hire. Your first hire should complement your skill set, not replace your skill set. Okay, your first hire should complement your skill set, not replace your skill set. So there's probably a lot of things that you're doing. And it would be super easy to be like, Oh, I'm gonna hire someone who can take all these things off my plate. Well, maybe, but more likely than not, your first hire should do the things that you cannot do very well. They might be things that you're currently doing or whatever, but that person should complement your skill set, not replace your skill set. So let me give you an example of, of what I did. One of the skills that I don't have is setting specific timelines and keeping like minute details on track, right? I'm good at getting things done. I'm good at moving the ball, you know, uh, on, down the field, but I'm not great at keeping all the timelines and all of our different clients in line, right? And so I knew that as we scaled up, I needed someone who was really good at that. I didn't need someone who was, um, you know, great at building websites. Uh, I didn't need someone who was a great writer. I needed someone who had a complementary skill set to what I had. So that was what I looked for. My first hire was a project manager. It was someone who could help make sure that everything stays on track and allows me to just focus on doing, building, serving clients, all of that fun stuff. So what is that for you? What is that skill set that you don't currently have that uh, is important to, um, to your business and would allow you to work hand in hand with someone to help you grow rather than trying to hire another version of yourself. That'll come down the line, but for right now, you're gonna to wanna to hire someone who complements your skill set and doesn't replace your skill set. As you move into the hiring process, a few tips that I would give. I would, um, one, be careful with this, and, and I'm hesitant to even share this, but uh, we talked about it on a different episode. Uh, you can look inside of your circle, right? Everyone that I've hired, uh, Jeannie, who is our current project manager, um, she actually worked for my mom before she came and worked for me. So I knew her, I knew who she was. Uh, I knew what I was getting, right? I knew what I was getting myself into. And so um, I, that was beneficial for for us. Maybe there's someone in your circle who would still be a great fit for, um, for your business and as your first hire. If that's not the case, uh, I would recommend that you interview everyone. I would recommend that you go through the process of hiring, right? Don't just like jump the gun and say, I need to do this. Third, I would really recommend that you have your processes in place. Make sure that when that person starts, the mistake that I made was that I sort of just said, well, just follow me around for a month and we'll see what happens, right? It wasn't really advantageous for her because she didn't really totally know what she was doing. She didn't know what she was supposed to be doing. And now when we hire, I make sure that we have clearly defined processes for everyone. So that way, if a new project manager starts or someone on our team starts, I say, okay, here are the, all the things that I need you to do. And here's how to, um, here's how to do them. Making your first hire is incredibly rewarding. Um, it's a really, really fun part of growing a business, but it's also something that's probably a really new challenge if you've never done it before. So it's also really easy to uh, really easy to mess up. 
We use Gusto for our HR software. Um, there are a lot of HR software tools out there. We use that to pay our employees, to hire and onboard our employees. It makes the hiring process really, really simple. Um, but also, you know, if there's tools like Indeed or Monster.com or other uh, job boards for um, finding your first employee, those are also great resources. Um, if there's anything I can do to help, feel free to, uh, to shoot me an email. Um, but hopefully this was helpful. A quick crash course on hiring your first employee.